When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well met, companions. This time we're going to be doing an adventure called The Still of the Night, and it's on the battlegrounds. Now, to get to the battlegrounds, you first have to take a portal in Westmere, which is in southeast Toaster, and that's where I am now. So I'm going to read the description for Westmere. South and east of the city of Trimindor, on the western shores of the Great Barrow Lock, sits the town of Westmere. There's been a small stir in Westmere ever since it was announced that the illustrious but with reclusive adventurer of legend, Zumun, has reopened its famous battlegrounds on Iron Ground Island. Zumun himself recently appeared in town and purchased the Misty Lock, one down tavern on Westmere's bustling harbour front. It's rumoured that adventures of merit can find swiftler transportation to Iron Island by paying a visit to the Misty Lock, which I'm just going to do. Despite the stir created by Zoom's recent announcement that he is reopening his famous backgrounds and his appearance in Westmere and subsequent purchase of the tavern, the Misty Lock is all but deserted. Sitting alone at a table against the back wall of the dilapidated commune is Bureau. The old major oversees the portal that swiftly transports willing adventurers to the distant shores of Iron Ground Island. Looks up at you and smiles as you approach. Off to the island? What? he asks. There's been quite a number that have departed through the portal in the last small while. Teleporting to Iron Ground Island. The cellar of the Misty Lock is a sizable empty chamber lit by, a pul- by the pulsating glow of a swirling vortex of blue and white sparkles. The portal hovers inches above the dirt floor, almost exactly in the centre of the room. Step into the portal. You step into the swirling portal and immediately enveloped in total darkness. For several seconds you are overcome by the unsettling and disorientating sensation of restlessness weightlessness, causing you to quickly lose all sense of direction. Suddenly, however, sensation abates and the darkness vanishes. You find yourself standing atop a green, grassy hill beneath the bright blue sky. Before you, just to the north, rises an imposing red stone keep, perched on the broad ledge of rock that crowns the hill. A high wall courtyard extends south and west from the keep's outer wall. And the heavy iron grates offer entries to the courtyard stand open. You stand atop a steep, 
grassy hill, directly before the imposing Red's stone keep of the legendary adventure Zoomwim. A high wall courtyard sings south and west from the keep's outer wall. Heavy iron gates that offer entry into both the courtyard and Zoomwim's famous battlegrounds stand open. Nearby, nearby pulses of blue and vortex of blue and white sparkles. The portal that teleport you back to the misty lock tavern in Westmere. To the west, at the edge of the hill, the sprawling, crowded encampment. I'm going to visit this encampment. You can save your game there, so I'm going to do that right now. The sprawling encampment on the western edge of the hilltop is dominated by Zoom's towering keep. It provides accommodations with the many adventurers seeking to test their metal in the battleground. Despite, despite the wealth enjoyed by many of the adventurers who have taken up residence here, the clustered away tents and wooden shacks provides only the barest of comforts. Ooh, I can click comforts a bit closer. In addition to the tent shacks and various make Various heaps of makeshift bedding, several sizable and well-maintained fire provide comfort, gathering spots, and a means by which to cook the rugged fare that sustains those dwelling in the encampment. Alright, adventures, still of the night. Save for the distant glow of a lone fire, the encampment is dark and still. Start adventure. Nightfall. The moon peers through the jagged wents in the lofty ceiling of clouds, bathing the encampment in a pale, wandering light. Figures cloaked in gloom, their ghostly movements are barely perceptible blur, slink up to the edge of the camp and melt into the darkness. An unheard whisper and an errant breath of air. Swift, silent football falls bad across the stony, uneven ground. Train not naturally conductive. Two to feats of stealth. The stillness of the night remains intact. Seated at the cooking fire on the western edge of the cabin, and so War Scarbon at last choosing to conclude his obviously embarrassed narrative. I need I needn't describe to any of you the look on tap of of fear that crossed the ogre's face. Pure terror. The beast might have shaken itself to death if I not stepped back, lowered my axe. That's an observation link there. Skullbar's axe, a heavy double-bladed weapon, features prominently in many of the Apple Book Wagon's tales. He claims to be able to call the, cause the axe and it flies through his hand if he's within a few yards of the weapon. For, for a start, as you know, no one had ever witnessed it happen. And allowed it to flee. Well, that's that, I suppose. One less og ogre to haunt the golden bathwood. The aim, the amiable wizard bagman raises his wooden mug. Get closer at that. You note, with a mix of curiosity and confusion, that wooden mug Scarbold is is using bears an elaborate engraving for dragon's head. Imagine a description of vessel that we're missing from another adventure is beyond you. Yeah. Nearly a week ago. Hmm. To its lips and takes a long, triumphant sip of ale as he peers over the vessel's rim. 
eyeing those around the fire to whom he mercy subjected his lengthy self-aggrandizing tail. As Scarfo's gaze falls on you, the aging venture belches, wipes his mouth with the back of his sleeves, and makes a pointed inquiry. That was a yarn worth remembering, eh? Even by your standards, Wurst. Back down the ogre with only a glare. Costing a sniff a good measure, mind. So let's have it. What do you think of that? You suddenly realise the other five people looking at them. The five people sit around the fire with you, lending their early ears to Scarhorse Tales, are fellow adventurers wishing, wishing to test their mettle and earn fame as Rooms' legendary battlegrounds. The lone woman in the group, Olia, is an accomplished sporer hailing from a, from a small village east of Trimidor. As we completed a map, mapping of the treacherous coastline of Iron Crown Island, for which Zoom handsomely rewarded her. One of, one of the members in the question, whose names you don't know, fidgets uneasily, appears to be paying very little attention to Scarborough's dope's boastful account. Well, uh, the other five people sitting around the fire, four men and a woman, all fellow adventurers, appear to be eagerly awaiting your your response. Or I can either praise his tale, pick it apart, or decline to offer your opinion. I'm going to pick it apart. Scarbick frowns and shakes his head, casting a withering gaze at each face around the fire. As you pitifully poke holes in his both account of the instance, you're not certain it ever took place. Most others do their breasts to suppress murks, who recover them laugh out loud at the implausibility of several of the dragon's claims is laid bare. All right, I might misremember a few points here and there, Cupboard says, chuckling. We can all at least be grateful for work to pointing them out. At the very least, it's nice to know that someone was listening to me prattle on. At length, the group gathered around the fire breaks up, each heading off in a different direction across the darkening encampment. I kept you all up past any time that would be deemed sensible scarblid caused you. Pleasant sleep and many happy awakenings. With the dawn will come fresh hope and new challenges. You turn and bid scarblid for her own discovery's steely grays. The intensity of scarblid's grays combined with the strange leering look upon his weathered face is immediately unnerving. For a fleeting instance, as the surrounding gloom deepens, the very notion that the grizzled adventure is even human seems suspect. He's already focused on you, as if he's taking a keen interest in your departure. In the southwest corner of the map, amidst a desperate assemblage of weather stained tents, tents and makeshift bedding, you step into Sheltered up between two exposed pieces of ledge, a hollow that has previously afforded you a safe place for, place for a night's rest. Settling down onto a bed of fur, furs and bundled ferns, your eyes drift over to the bundled ferns and immediately spot a mouse slinking out from underneath a heap of makeshift bedding. The small creature immediately darts off into the darkness. You stretch out and stare up at the sky, watching with heavy eyelids as the moon's sombre glaze pierces through the thin, jagged gaps in the rolling sea of deep grey clouds. 
The familiar clamour of wary adventurers returning to the camp and the dim echoes of merriment blended with the soft crackling fires yours you into a deep, much-needed sleep. Suddenly, pain explodes through your sighs, knocking you from your sleep. You've lost 16 stanima points. Gasping in agony, you instinctively stagger to your feet. Blood oozes from a nasty gash just above your left hip, but there's no time to dwell on the wound. Drawing yourself into a defensive stance, you rapidly retreat out of the small hollow, your eyes scouring the gloom for any sign of your assailant. Save for the distant glow of a lone fire, the encampment is dark and still. Well, there's a check now. Minor number team, 1 in 100, bonus is 70. 20 from woodmanship, 20 from horror, 10 from luck, 20 from thievery. I need 100 or more. And I just succeeded, I got 103. So it was, a, it was a close thing. Alerted by a whisper movement, you spin to your left just as an inky silhouette runs out the surrounding darkness and rushes at you. Instinctively, you lunge forward and duck under the vicious swipe of a long blade as the bounding figure streaks past. Having gathered your wits, you draw yourself into combat where you stand and pivot to face your unknown assailant. The gloom-swrouded figure, clad in flowing robes, crouches low to the ground before suddenly sleeping to its feet and stepping towards you. Its blade poised to strike. Suddenly, your pulse thickened as three more robed figures slip out of the darkness and steal up to your to the side of your original assailant, the fourth silhouette. Their distinctive shapes little more than a dark stain on the surrounding gloom, advance in unison. Their long blades glip, shimmering faintly in the flickering glow of the lone, distant fire. Suddenly. One of the figures steps ahead of the others and thrusts its white arm out towards you. Your head swims as the surroundings switch, twist into a dizzying blur. Another check, 1 to 100, bonus 60, 20 from mind, 20 from body, 20 from spirit. I need 100. Pick now. Ooh, I got 100. Ooh, just one less and I'll be in trouble. Summoning every last reserve of your will, you violently starve off the deliberating attack on your psyche. As you endeavour to clear your mind, your four figures sweep forward and attack. Your, their brandished blades weaving a deadly pattern through the darkness. You swiftly retreat several yards, exploiting your twain to throttle your foe's attacks, allowing you to face each of the four in turn. You boldly attack. Robed assailant, one of four. This time, I'm using a sword. Alright, yep. Slash. Ooh, vicious slashes carved into my flesh. But I, felt a sudden surge of energy overtakes you and lay an impossibly swift blow upon your en enemy. So, I dealt 14 damage, they did 24. Well, that's not good. Slashy, slashy, slash, slash. Slashy, slash. Alright. A vicious attack siphons away your life force. Lost 31 SP. That's no fair. You're not supposed to hurt me. You're supposed to die. Well, I'll fix that soon enough. Uh, now, you have slain your foe. Seven combat experience. Restored 55 standard points. 
The first of your robed attackers slumps to the ground with a hideous inhuman gasp. Rolling onto his back to reveal a broad face completely hidden behind a black chitinous plate. As you leap back from the gruesome court, a sharp crackling sound rises up from the body and the remains of the robed figure swiftly dissolve into a puddle of black ooze. Momentarily distracted, you narrowly dodge a swipe of your assailant's blade before lunging forward to counter the vicious attack. Second world assailant, slashy, slashy, slash, slash. Siphoning away my life force, boo. Stop siphoning my life force. I need my life force to live. But you do too. But you can't, because you're dead. You have slain your foe. Another seven combat experience. Stores a bit of stamina. As before, the lifeless remains of your fallen foe dissolve into a thin pool of black ooze that bottles and weaves at your feet. All before you can reset your stance, the third of your your robe, chitin masked foes, is upon you. Its blade sw- singing as it cuts a deadly arc through the glue. Third one, not four. Slashy, slashy, slash. Ooh, vicious slash carves into my flesh. I need my flesh. Uh, uh, yeah, just a little special for two damage. And five regular attack. Yeah. Slashy, slashy, slash. Slash, slash. You leap over the corpse of the third saint just as it begins to dissolve into a, into a, to a puddling. Bubbling puzzle of ooze. I'm going to take this opportunity to heal. Yep, using my restoration to heal. Nearly fully healed now. There, gone. Defiantly, you draw yourself into a defensive stance and lock your steely gaze onto the fourth figure. Your heart pounding wildly as the deadly mass combatant closes in. The approaching figure, su- figure certainly freezes, fe- freezes in mid-step and thrusts its white arm out towards you. Thoughts become an incoherent jumble as the world around you spins into a dizzying blur. It's the same check as the last time. The other one did that, so. And I win. Comfortably now. Got 121 total. After several long, agonising moments, the attack on your psyche is suddenly ablaze, leaving you weary and disorientated. As you stagger back, struggling to clear your mind and maintain your footing, the robed figure stalks forward, swiftly closing the distance, its blade poised to deal you a death blow. From behind the chitin plate that covers its broad face, you can hear what sounds like a soft hiss. Suddenly, the robed figure suddenly pitches forward and lands face first at your feet. You're about to deal in the fallen mess- mess- menace, a decisive blow when its body rapidly dissolves into a pool of black ooze. As the puddle begins to blood on weave, a lone figure steps out of the darkness, brandishing a heavy axe. I don't know where that lot came from, but I'll just as soon see no more of them. Scarbid, the curious look on his face, slowly giving way to a broad smirk, slides up to you and shakes his head. I might have guessed you'd be tangled up in whatever this was, he says. Rumors as he gazes at the pool of ooze, and now I'm going to gaze at it. You glance down at the pool of dark ooze at your feet. Reflected on its black rippling surface is the crisp image of a landscape of rolling, 
duels and jagged tours passed beneath the oppressive glade gaze of twin sons. Somewhere else. Not this world, that's for sure. You quick, as quickly as it came to focus, the vision disappeared. It scattered winnermen scattering to the edges of the pool. Nasty bit of bits of sorcery or something akin to it. Good bit of axe. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same as last time. Axe work all the same. He thanks Garbit for his timely action and turned to peer into the surrounding darkness. You have every sense alert for any sign of lurking danger. Alas, satisfied there is no immediate peril, you turn back back to Scarborough and briefly recount the details of your brute of the brutal encounter. As you conclude your narrative, you notice the four pools of moon of ooze, the remnants of the rope to face their assailants, have vanished without a trace. Someone's out to get you, Scarborough's destroying. I'd hate to think it was any to anyone among the lot staying here, in this camp. Lots of folks here, to be sure, and most are strangers to me. Door's not far off now. Dare say you won't, and shouldn't be having any more sleep tonight. For the last couple of hours of waning dark, you sit with Scarborough next to one of the well-tended cooking fires, listening to his tales of yesteryear's valour and enjoying the bold, steaming payload drawn for an iron pot perched over the coals. Just tell you what Palo is now. Palo is a common hot drink. It's a popular hot drink throughout the North Portlands. It is it is derived from the bark of the Palo tree, a medium-sized, dark-skinned hardwood. The bark is boiled in water and the resulting drink is dark, bold and energising. The Palo tree tree renews its bark annually. The bark is also a food that is prized by horn tails. If you can imagine the flavour of strong black coffee and the hint of roasted nuts, you would have captured the essence of Palo. Despite your best efforts and the pale reassuring light at dawn, you know have to shake from your mind the ghastly images of Images of your stealthy assailants, the flowing dark robes, and the broad plates of black chitin that concealed their faces. If faces they had. Scarping seems to central on misery and begins to recall the stories of a more jovial nature, seemingly bent on countering your grim mood. Did I ever mention the one about the troll and the candle? Don't think so. Set yourself in for a wild ride. As Scarpet launches into a long-winded, humorous account of adventure, the winter rage had never took place. Your eyes begin to wander across the breadth of the dorm-draped encampment, and your pulse promptly quickens. Far off towards the eastern edge of the camp, next to one of the many Kents scattered throughout the vast open swath, looks a tall, thin man in a blue tunic. The stranger's gaze is unmistakably fixed on you. Before you can contemplate the significance of the sighting, the man turns and strides off in the direction of the battlegrounds, swiftly passing out of sight. Steadying your nerves, you allow yourself to relax and refocus on Scarbridge's tale, which has now wandered well away from its original premise. As the friendly 
Brigade prattles on, you sip your pale ale and wearily observe the waking encampment, presently mindful of Adisa's previously ignored and faces never before seen. 250 experience to general, and that is that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.